Good morning, fiddle and pipe peeps. This is Catherine speaking. I just have a few announcements to give y'all before we get into our episode today. So let's go. First off, if you are listening to us, whether it's on Spotify, make sure you're following us so you get episode updates. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're giving us a rating and a review. We want to know what you guys think about our podcast so we can bring you content that you want to hear. So make sure to do that right now. Second off, if you want to get more content from Brittany and I, then follow us on patreon.com slash fiddle and pipe, where for $5 a month, you get access to our fiddle and pipe happy hour podcast and outtakes bloopers from our episodes. Uh, I've just released our episode outtakes last week, and I have some outtakes for this episode as well. So if you want to hear that, make sure to check out Patreon. If that is not in your budget right now, no sweat. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fiddle and Pipe or on our personal pages at Cat Flinch Flute and at BM Ross Music. And if you're more of a Facebook person, make sure to follow us on our Fiddle and Pipe Forum Facebook page, which is open to the public. Other than that, here is our episode. Hi, I'm Brittany Ross and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Flincham and I play the pipe. And together, we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in. Speaking of triggering, I just triggered my on button. What are you triggered about, Catherine? not going to talk about it. (laughs) Too soon? It does not need to be talked about on here, Brittany. We're talking about football. Who are you rooting for tonight? You see, I'm going to be happy with whoever wins but i would prefer the patriots one hmm. that's the thing when your number one team and your number two team are playing each other and you live in the state that your number two is in i can't be the sad falcons if the falcons have been win. acting number two for a while so uh the patriots are not great this year They're both number twos yeah the falcons are also not great this year so <laughs> it should be great it should be a good game what happens when you have two number two teams that are playing each other? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I think I might get Taco Bell oh, that sounds good. and watch the game. I don't feel like making We dinner. door-dashed um, some Mexican food. Actually, David got some comics on eBay, and we were frantically trying to figure out what to do for dinner. Because I was like, oh, I have to record and I can't cook. And he's like, well, I want to write, so I don't want to cook. And I'm like, okay doordash something what do you want and he's like i don't know what do you want and i'm like oh my god i had this i was hate ten, that this was 10 minutes before <laughs> we were gonna record and i was like okay well i'm feeling moxie burger and he's like no and i'm like okay what do you want and he's like i don't know greek and i'm like no and i'm like oh. and he's like mexican i'm like i guess it's a good alternative you know, mexican is always a safe fallback Speaking of safe fallbacks, what are we talking about today? (laughs) Gigs. Gigmas. Merry Gigmas, everyone. Tis the season. Yeah. Tis the season because it's happening right now. Money, 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 money. Well, what do you think about Gigmas this year? I love it and I hate it. Gigmas and I have a love-hate relationship. Why do you hate it? (laughs) Because it's so busy. So I'm still not at pre-COVID levels of gigmas, but 2019 was the year of Brittany's gigmas. I swear, every weekend in December, I had something going on. I had, I was playing at symphonies, I was playing at churches, and then Christmas Eve, I think I had 
two church services in the evening and then I had a Christmas Eve midnight mass that I was playing at Mm. and I made a lot of money which was great like I made you know probably like one or two thousand dollars just on Christmas gigs alone which is really cool and then COVID happened and I didn't have any Christmas gigs or any December festivities last year and this year I got asked to go to Albany, Georgia and play with the Albany Mm. Symphony in two weeks. And then I have a church gig the same week. So I'm basically going to be operating on opposite schedules as David. Do you know Mm. where Albany is? Yeah, like southwest Georgia. Yeah. Like there, down there. Like in the (laughs) sticks. I don't think I've ever really been to that part of Georgia. Neither have I. I think I drove a little bit more south. One time after having a busted tire from a rental car, it literally blew in the middle of I-75, like south of Tifton, which, I mean, if anybody knows where Tifton, Georgia is, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. I feel like car accidents and car, what am I trying to say? Like car, car problems, car problems tend to be a major running theme for you. Uh, yeah. So I went to the airport <laughs> Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson Airport got a car from there and they gave me a busted car. Like literally the tire Damn. blew in the like I, I started getting a tire warning. Like tire pressure? Air pressure? Some yes. I got a tire warning somewhere before Macon. Which is I mean, if you think about it, like where the airport is located in Macon, not that far. Not that far. So when I'm driving to Albany, should I be cautious about my tire blowing out? <laughs> you should be. You should also never rent from Hertz. Well, I plan on driving my own car, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have uh, two Christmas Eve services with the same church that I'm gigging with on That's that good. other week. Gigmas is crazy. When I was a student, I would hear professional musicians talk about gigmas. And Gigmas is the month of December because usually you are slammed with gigs. And professional professional musicians talk about it like that's where they make all their money. Well, yeah, it makes sense because that's it's a high demand time of year. Mm-hmm. Parties, services, concerts. Churches. I think some of my busiest Christmases have been here in Denver. And I think like before COVID, like 2019, 2018. Mm -hmm. Those are some busy years. And then honestly, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have anything in 2020 because I did hear of people doing some stuff on Christmas. And I was kind of like, I wish I was. But at the same time, I'm glad I I never heard about anything happening in 2020, at least around here. I heard a few people did some Christmas stuff, but not Mm. a lot. It wasn't like a big thing. But this year, with everything going on, in my life. I have been saying no to a a lot of things being asked. Mm -hmm. I'm saying no to concerts that I know I would be doing a lot of work, a lot of travel, yet getting not paid a decent amount. Mm -hmm. And I've said no to that and referred them to other people because for me personally, I'm trying to figure out my worth and I think I'm realizing that and saying no to things that I think 
would be more, giving me more stress than anything. Mm-hmm. So I did take on a subbing gig for a musical, which I'm actually kind of excited that's for. Different. That's happening. Yeah, it's different. I Somebody referred to me on Facebook. I was like, heck yes. I immediately PM the dude or DM the dude. Same thing. Whatever you guys say, PM, We're DM. millennials, I know. <laughs> but um, I mean, like, the most amount of work and time I'm going to have to go up there is, like, next week for rehearsals because I'm showing up to a few rehearsals next week. Mm-hmm. But I'm only subbing in, like, a few shows, like, one show in November, a couple in December. I have something to do on New Year's Eve, which is nice. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and a few shows in January, mm-hmm. just a few. With the amount of music that I need to learn, I think that's just good enough for me. I'm making a decent amount at this gig. I'm not traveling so much. Mm-hmm. I live pretty close by to where the venue is, which is nice. But I think with everything that I have going on, I think taking as minimal jobs mm-hmm. is going to be good for my mental health. Right. And I'll, I'll be okay financially. Like, I think I'll make it. Yeah, like the couple hundred dollars that you're missing isn't going to make or break you. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm i doing a Christmas Eve gig already, like, that day. So, and it's with somebody that I play with, and I'm totally fine with it, and I, I enjoy playing with them. So I just want to – I kind of just really want to enjoy my holidays and make it not stressful because usually what I do is I pack on my schedule of teaching and then working at LaBelle all the time because everybody's out of town. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the one that stays here along with a few other people I work all the time I've used I've spent many holidays gigging and house sitting multiple people Mm. oh god (laughs) at the same time it's awful it's not a fun time Mm -hmm. I would never recommend house sitting for multiple people during the holidays while you're gigging and teaching and doing all that other stuff that you have to do Mm -hmm. it's not a fun time and so this year I just kind of don't want to do any of that too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, it's just like I want to take on gigs that I can handle and is worth my time. Right. And this is Fiddle and Pipe's guide to surviving gig mess. So <sighs> we are going to share what we have learned in hopes that maybe you, the listener, if you're a musician, can approach your gigs a little bit more well-rounded a little smarter. And if you're not a musician, I don't know, maybe bring some cookies to your favorite musician. I wouldn't say no. Yeah. I like cookies. Be nice to your musicians that come in and serve you with your with their beautiful music. Yeah, cuz this is this is a tough <laughs> and busy time and it is. I am floored that I actually have stuff going on this December. But 2019 when I had stuff going on every weekend it was definitely rough for a month I was literally doing the opposite schedule as David which is rough for a month Mm -hmm. you know I would still have some light clinicianing in December like early December not too much but light and then I'd come home and teach in the evening David would come home from work but I'd be teaching and then the weekends that he had off I would be out doing gigs so it's like okay Mm -hmm. bye I'll see you in January bye I love you. Bye. Bye. It's different with me and Woody because Woody has a nighttime job. Yeah. So there are some times where we intermingle where it's like, oh, I'm out late. Mm-hmm. I'm not in bed when you come home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm awake. Yeah. It 
it is a little bit tricky balancing out how can I still manage some personal time along with everything that I'm doing professionally, you know? Yeah. Finding that work-life balance, I think, is really important. And it's something that millennials and Gen Z have placed a lot of value on. And I think it's something that has come up a lot since the pandemic because a lot of people are realizing their self-worth. I mean, I'm really happy I have gigs, but I do have a week where I'll be gone in Albany because I have to stay there overnight because it's like three and a half hours away. So there's no point in coming back. So I'm staying. Yeah, I'm leaving like Monday afternoon and I won't be back till Tuesday around midnight. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I have rehearsals for a church gig on Friday. And then on Saturday in the morning, I have a 10 miler race. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to add 10 miles. Yeah, to it that, just, you know. It, well, I signed up for Why it. Not? It's a goal of mine. I have really big running goals. I want to run a marathon at some point. So I signed up for this, and then I got asked to do all these gigs the same week, and I'm like, well, I guess. And then I have a wedding gig in that afternoon. Girl, what are you doing to yourself? <laughs> I have no work-life balance. But oh it's only God. one it's, it's only one week, so. It's only one week. And I guess the, the problem when it was a full month of doing that was that I always felt like I was putting a lot of crap on David. Mm. Not like he's a helpless husband and he like needs his dinner cooked for him and has to be on the table at 6 p.m. kind of thing. But it's like, okay, like I'm constantly running around. So you're on your own with yard work, with Mm -hmm. keeping the house, you know, straight. We have four animals. No shame. I've done that to Woody before. I've been like, I have a busy week. You better freaking help. Like, I'm so mean about it. He's like, I do help. And I'm like... No, you don't. You don't do it the way that I do it. Because Not enough. Right way. <laughs> <laughs> I. Re- I mean, I feel. I, I feel like I do give him too much shit, but like at the same time, I'm like, if it's not my way, it's not correct, and it's not clean, and it's not done. That's just me. I'm really weird in OCD. Anyway, that's. So you're anal retentive. Very. When it comes to getting things done in this house and being clean and tidy. Yes, I am very anal about it. How did you survive in my house? Like, my house is not spotless. I held my breath in that bathroom. <laughs> when, I, when I was in your bathroom, I held my breath. Was my bathroom that bad, or are you just that compulsive? I am that compulsive. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what I've learned is having a work-life balance is really important. Making time to make sure that you're getting what you need And for Mm -hmm. me, getting what I need is making sure I can still make time to exercise, still have time to get a little cozy at night and read a book. And I think that's why I said no to a few stuff, because I knew that if I did take some of this stuff, no, it wouldn't have been like that. I would have been freaked out. Like, I would have been practicing during the day so I didn't piss off my neighbors at night Mm -hmm. and be doing, like, editing the podcast at night, teaching at night. Oh, yeah, we still have a podcast. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a thing. So, yeah, I, for me, I, I'm kind of glad that I said no to a few of the things that I was asked for because Mm -hmm. it would be a lot, there are a few, it was a few orchestra concerts and it was a lot of music. I mean, when you are playing in orchestra concerts, like these Christmas concerts, at least that are not the Nutcracker specifically. so much music. So much, like, have yourself a merry little Christmas and sleigh ride and ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. One year, there was a concert that I did. Oh, I did Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that's interesting. It, it was, like, supposed to, like, 
mimic the songs that were played in the movie The Christmas Story or A Christmas Story. Did it work? There's If you watch A Christmas Story, because if you have cable and you're on TBS, that's all they play all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are some, like, classical music songs that are played. I think some of it's, like, from Romeo and Juliet, and then there are other pieces. But I remember we were playing so much freaking music for this Christmas concert, and I was like, what am I doing to myself? This is so much. I think we were playing some Nightmare Before Christmas, which was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. And just, like, all these other, like, holiday tunes. It's always holiday pops. And the good thing is, once you... Once you do a few of them, it's basically the same music over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. I was clinicianing the violins at Cal High School, and the top orchestra is working on Sleigh Ride. And I made a joke to them because when I was at Pope and when I was a high schooler, I learned Sleigh Ride, and I still do the same crazy fingerings that I did when I was in high school. And I was like, my fingerings don't make sense. Don't do them. I was like, if I was learning this now, I would not do these. <laughs> but I told them that, you know, once you learn it, you you just play it and repeat for the rest of your life. And they're like, no, 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 you're kidding. And I just improved the jazzy theme on my violin. And they're like, oh, wait, she's serious. I'm like, yeah, I play this like every other year. <laughs> have you noticed that every time, no matter how many orchestras I have subbed in or played with, with Sleigh Ride, we never rehearse it? Because everyone knows it. Everyone played it in high school or college. We never rehearse it. And it's just like, what the heck? You know this. I know it so well. I think like Sleigh Ride comes out to me most often. And then maybe like a few bits of like the Nutcracker come up. Like I've played a few bits, but Mm -hmm. there's like other stuff that is always played during Christmas time. I'm trying to like think of it. For this Albany concert, the personal manager just emailed me the music and it's what we're talking about it's a bunch of pops music and it's mm-hmm. the i was about to say it's the night before christmas or wait it is it's a nightmare well yeah we played that during a christmas song like concert it's not halloween yeah i know it was part of the score but there was also like, what's this? What's this? Da 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 da. What's this? Da 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 da. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. I'm sorry if you're like an avid listener and watcher of The Nightmare Before Christmas. I get it. I know. So they have a Christmas sing along, which I feel like is also really popular. There are a ton of Christmas sing alongs out there, and you're going to play a different one every year, and they're all going to be very similar. And all the keys yeah, are terrible. They're all going to be the same. But they're all different enough where you have to look at it. Oh, Green Sleeves is another one that's popular. Yeah. There is a piece, and I learned this in my American music class, or my, yeah, my American music history class. Dr. Eanes introduced to us this piece called the Santa Claus Symphony that was written by an American composer. Like You mentioned I that. I want to say sometime in the 18th or 19th centuries. 19th century. Mm-hmm. It is a, such a cute little piece. There's like these little jingle bells that have... <laughs> In the middle of the piece, and it's like the arrival of Santa Claus. Huh. It's a real symphonic classical work. I've never heard of it outside of this classroom. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I think that year, Dr. Eanes, because he played with the Georgia Symphony, 
I think he finally convinced uh, when Dr. Alexander was there to get the Santa Claus Symphony to be performed, mm-hmm. and he got it to ha- like he made it happen. Oh, I thought that was so cool. We should maybe do a deep dive into that piece. I would like to listen to it again, but there's other pieces that are holiday esque that could be played. I think there's another piece by Rimsky Korsakov that I've played before. I just thought of Scheherazade, but that's not right. <laughs> it's not Scheherazade. I'm going to look it up online because I'm on my laptop and I can do that. And that's what big girls do. <laughs> um, Christmas? Oh, yeah. It's a Christmas Eve suite. It's literally oh. called Christmas Eve suite. And then there's, um, is it Corelli's Christmas Concerto? Oh, I didn't know that he made maybe. It's a it's a pretty piece. It's for um strings and of course for strings. Harpsichord. It was made for strings. And of course harpsichord. <laughs> Hashtag baroque. I think the one thing about playing with orchestras is that you are gonna see a lot of the same music, no matter who you're subbing with or playing with, because it all like I swear, I've played some stuff in Georgia that I've seen here and I'm like, oh yeah, like I've seen that before. No problem. So I guess fiddle and pipe tip number two would be learn your music because you are probably going to play it again if you're a professional musician. Also learn the order. Here's a weird story that I'm going to tell you. Okay, go for it. I'll recline my chair. (laughs) This was one of the years where I was getting a lot of gigs. I think this might have been 2018 Mm -hmm. because I got a lot. And I was also working a lot at a job that I wasn't really happy with. On top of working at the coffee shop, on top of teaching, Mm -hmm. on top of just trying to get my life together. That's a mood. Yeah. (laughs) I took on a gig at a church. It was really great overall. But I remember I showed up to the rehearsal. Like when I got the music emailed to me, I got it emailed in a specific order. And I was like, okay, cool. And I took all like the music and I practiced the music. I looked at it. I practiced it. I saw these numbers and I was like, what the, what do these numbers mean? I didn't get any explanation what it meant. Get to the rehearsal. I sit down. I have the order that was in my PDF oh, the no. order in there. And the guy is like starting and I'm just sitting there and watching. Cause is this rehearsal or the actual gig? The rehearsal. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat there and I was just like, I was just waiting. Because I the first piece that was on my PDF that I received... I was tacit for good mm. bit. And I'm sitting there, and then he's like, and then flute comes in. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I like look at him, and I'm like, I'm tacit. And he's like, what are you, what? And he's like, oh, we're on this piece. And it had the one piece that said one on it. And I was like, oh, is that what the numbers mean? Like, I was sitting there, I'm like, I don't understand what this is. He was creating an orate, like an oratorio of some sort. Y'all can't see, but I'm face palming so hard right now. <laughs> the thing is, is like I was doing so much work at the time that I didn't even realized like, oh, this means the order. Because here's the thing. When I was sent the PDF, it was not in numerical order. I had like five as the first page and then piece number two as the second page. And then. Oh, that's weird. Piece number six as the third page. It was weird. It was out of order. So that's why I got mm-hmm. confused because I was like, I don't understand what he means. Like, when the flute comes in, I was just, like, so tired, exhausted. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, he probably thinks I'm dumb. Like, I was, like, sitting there, like, 
I've never done anything like this before, but I was just confused and I had no instruction in the email about the order or anything or what it was. I never heard this piece because he arranged it. Like he created it or wrote it or something like that. Mm -hmm. He didn't arrange. He wrote some oratorio and I was like, oh, cool. Like that's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt really bad because I, for me at least, it was like if I get a Christmas gig, I want to come in professionally. I want to be prepared to look professional that way if they ever want me to come back they will and i was just like this guy probably thinks i'm dumb i mean you are a flutist so oh thanks but <laughs> yeah i mean i did the gig and i thought the gig went well but he never asked me to play again i was like okay. oh awkward i don't know if he needed flute or if he was doing what he was doing but i mean i no probably not i don't know but that actually brings us nicely to what I will call F&P tip number three, which is always be familiar with how you are getting music mm-hmm. from your gigs. I can't tell you the number of times I've played gigs for church gigs. Wait, played gigs for churches where they have weird portals where you have to access it and set up a password oh. and make sure you have all the pieces and the church gig I'm doing this year, you have to actually verify that you're attending online. And if you didn't, you want to get the music. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll just straight up email you or sometimes they'll want to get it to you in person. So just make sure you have all your gig details, like all your ducks in a row Mm -hmm. when you do the gig. Don't be afraid to ask questions either. I think that's the one thing that I wish Mm -mm. I did. And I've been doing a lot more of that now, like asking questions. Don't be afraid to ask, like, if you get the music and you don't understand, like, what's happening. Don't be afraid to contact whoever is, you know, running the entire event or, like, the music director or maybe your principal player if you're playing in an orchestra. Like I was going to say, when they tell you in elementary school that you should always ask a question because there's a good chance that someone else has the same question that it applies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, along with asking questions, if you are asked to play at a gig, do not be afraid to ask, will I be compensated for this performance? And do not be afraid to ask how much that is because you should know how much you're getting paid for the service that you are going to provide. I have been asked to do paid things and non-paid things. And I have Mm -hmm. done those non-paid things before. And yeah, no, but don't be afraid to ask how much you're being paid because you want to make sure that you are, like, this is going to be worth your time. Mm -hmm. Is this worth the travel? Is this worth me practicing the music, getting it prepared? Is it worth the time that I'm already, like, squeezing in this gig for like in between all the other things that I have going on this specific week or period of time. Don't be afraid to ask when the end times for rehearsals and concerts are. Yes, don't be afraid. Because I know these days I put everything in a calendar. Uh, I put everything in Google Calendar and I I don't want to just block off an hour when it could be four hours, you know, or I want to know roughly how much time Or, like, the two church gigs I have on Christmas Eve, you know, I have one at four and one at six. So, I'm like, okay, is there a break in between or is it... Because I've played gigs where it's basically Mm back-to-back, where you only have maybe 20 minutes between, but this one has, like, an hour between. So, it just... It really depends. Speaking of the timing, this might be fill and pipe tip number four. Be prepared. Make sure that you have a change of clothes if you have to wear a specific dress code for one gig and maybe another 
specific dress code for another. Make sure that you have spare change Snackies. of clothes. Snacks. We love snacks here. <laughs> yeah, especially, I can't tell you how many times I, especially with these Christmas-related gigs, where I'm literally going from gig A to gig B, and mm-hmm. I either need to stop and get food, or I need a snacky in the car. Yeah. 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 And also, keep track of how much you're traveling. Mm-hmm. That mileage is tax-deductible. I use a self, what is it, the Intuit Self-Employed app, where, oh, really? or like the QuickBooks the QuickBooks, QuickBooks app, yeah. It, yeah, that's what it is. But yeah, I have the QuickBooks app where it actually is on my phone and tracks when I'm traveling from point A to point B. And then it'll ask me when I like work a job. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I'll that's put fancy. yes or no. It's a great app because I have it kind of paired up to my taxes. I just use that instead. Maybe I should migrate to that because I use QuickBooks for invoices. But I still just track my mileage on my car and literally take a picture. And then I go through all the pictures and then I put it in an Excel spread, Excel spread, oh my God, Excel spreadsheet. Download that app. Like it literally calculates where you started and where you ended and then will ask you and then has the mileage. And then you can label it as a specific like, yes, this was work related. Like for me, if I go from one school to like one, like LaBelle to one of the schools that I teach, Mm -hmm. I mark it as that, yeah, I traveled to this school. Mm -hmm. I have like different schools labeled and everything. It's so much easier to keep track of i need to do that i don't have to think about it as often (laughs) i don't have to think about it it's just right there on my phone i'm like oh great (laughs) so i guess it's fiddle and pipe tip number five get quickbooks not sponsored by quickbooks (laughs) (laughs) yeah please sponsor us (laughs) i think fiddle and pipe tip number six or as what they call on the streets fmp tip number six is i have a picture that I should reshare to our podcast Instagram page, but in 2019, I played a gig where it was a string quartet, I think, and we were playing off of Gloria, but it was a score, and it was a full vocal score. So, you know, what should have been two pages was really like 12 pages. So I was like, I don't want to deal with 12 pages and no page turns. So I meticulously cut out my part. And I taped or glued it to a blank piece of paper. And I took a picture of that and I put it on Instagram. And one of my violin friends was like, have you not heard of Partify? I was like, what's Partify? No. (laughs) Okay, so you need to know this and our listeners need to know this. Partify.org. It's P as in Peter, A-R-T-I-F-I.org. You import a PDF of any music and you can separate out the parts. That is nice. It gives you an idea of how to separate out the parts, but you can manually do it too. I can't tell. It's been a lifesaver. So anytime I get a score for anything, whether it's a wedding gig, you find so many times at churches, church gigs, I just, I separate my part out and it looks nice and neat. I would, I need that. (laughs) Yeah. You need to. Okay. So I'm going to track my mileage and you are going to separate parts and that's what we do now. But I don't really know if I need to separate anything. Oh, you might not now, but you will at some point, probably. One day I will. Is this an app or a website? It's a website. I'll send okay. it to you. Yeah, send it to me. I did not know this existed. Now you do. That is good to know. It is the best thing that I've ever found. And I am so happy because <clears throat> I've used it several times since I found out that it was a thing. Wow, technology. And you're like, I went through all of this crap. 
I was pissed when my acquaintance told me about it because it was after the gig. Because I did the whole, you know, your stand and then the the background and like a picture of my shitty music on the stand. And I was like, I could have just saved myself so much time and effort because I was literally sitting on my office floor cutting out my lines of the score. See, at that point, I would have probably just like gone on like finale been like i didn't want to rewrite the whole thing i mean that might have taken less time i don't know you know don't at me i really want to invest in well stuff like that it's like what i really want to invest in is getting an ipad and or something or because i have a touch screen on my laptop Mm -hmm. and i have finale installed on here getting one of those pens and just like making it my life right by hand easier yeah yeah because you can do that I mean, I already, whenever I'm on Finale, I already use my finger half the time. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like I could easily do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's a lot of work what you did. <laughs> I don't know if I could ever do it. I just wanted to read, you know, not 12 pages of music. Later down the road, I do want to invest in getting like an iPad of some sort to where I can have like MuseScore or something like that and read off that, especially if I have gigs mm-hmm. because that's all you bring. And you don't have to worry about, like, printing out music or anything. Having one would be nice. The only thing that I've seen issues with people where, you know, the foot pedal that they have on the floor that, like, turns the pages? I've seen issues where that doesn't work at a gig. Mm, Yeah. And I've seen issues at gigs where someone didn't download their music, but they're reading it off of, like, a website or an email or something, and they don't have service. So then it's like, oh. That's not good. Like, you're shit out of luck at that point. Like, what are you going to uh, do? Well, if you're using an iPad, make sure you download mm-hmm. your music <laughs> before you go to the gig. Because you never know if you're not going to have self-service or Wi-Fi. That is a thing. And the thing is, it's like, you can always back it up. So you can mm-hmm. always get an external hard drive. Or there are so many clouds out there. And there are services yeah. that have... Separate Dropbox, servers. Google Drive. Backblaze. Uh, iCloud. Yeah. There's a lot out there. There's so many different resources where you can keep these things. I think for me, I have um, an external drive and then I have Dropbox and Google Drive. And so it's great to keep that stuff safe just in case you need it. I've started using Microsoft's Drive because I'm slowly offloading our fiddle mm. and pipe stuff because the issue that we had that last was a space issue smart 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 smart. but the thing is is like these are all huge files so it takes time to throw everything back there i think my other tip is just make sure that on top of everything that you're doing make sure that you do find time for yourself Mm -hmm. make sure that you set your boundaries know your limits Mm -hmm. because if you do happen to overdo it you are going to feel it and you are going to show it not only in your expressions when you're at a gig but when you play as well like if you come into a gig and you're doing too much and you're not prepared it's not gonna feel good <laughs> it's not gonna yeah, feel good and at all. oftentimes at these gigs you meet people mm-hmm. so you really want to you know be have your best foot forward because you don't know how many of these people you will interact with or who could be networking for you for future gigs or whatever also like if you do happen to get referred by someone that, you know, like, for for instance, for me, I did a gig a few weeks ago, and it was, like, a church service gig, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a good time. I think it was, like, I was really nervous for some reason. I think it's just because I haven't done something like this in a while. So mm-hmm. when I 
got the email, I was told who I was referred, who referred me. And mm-hmm. I saw that person at the gig and I went up to them after our rehearsal and I said, hey, I just want to say thank you for referring me for this. I appreciate it. Don't be afraid to go up to the people that refer you to gigs and like, you know, talk to them and say thank you because I'm sure that they would appreciate it if, you know, you did the same thing and they referred you. That means something, you know? So yeah, don't be afraid to say thank you. I mean, you should, you should always thank people. And if you don't see the person at the gig, because sometimes you get Mm -hmm. referred or recommended by someone who can't be at the gig for whatever reason, shoot them a message or, if you don't have their information at the very least, ask the whoever reached out to you to thank them on your behalf. Yeah, and I've done this plenty of times. I've had people refer to me, like somebody, the person that referred to me on Facebook about the subbing gig that I did, It was they tagged me on Facebook about it, and I was like, awesome. And I did the message, got the gig, like that, easy. Then mm-hmm. I texted the person, and I was like, hey, thank you for referring that to me. I highly appreciate it. It was awesome got it thank you and i've done the same Mm -hmm. where i've recommended people and they've come and messaged me and said thanks calling courtesy and you know your basic manners really do go a long way it really does i'm just saying especially in this day and age where i feel like the pandemic has really brought out the worst in people oh yeah definitely in me i i see a lot of terrible parts of me coming out (laughs) it's not even you i mean look at all (laughs) look look at how we basically have a mental health crisis in this country and the whole world and we, we've talked about this right before yes absolutely <laughs> so i mean just a little bit of kindness especially when it doesn't take that much more effort on your part mm-hmm. really does go a long yeah, way yeah like be kind to people but also be kind to yourself again know your limits set boundaries and if you're someone who is, is family oriented during the holidays make time for your family yeah your family loves you this is the time of the year to be with your family yeah well at the end of the day you need to enjoy the holidays and for some people that's making a lot of money for some people that's hanging out with friends for some people it's alone time drinking cat wine yeah with their cat yeah, yeah. that's gonna be my so. holiday folks <laughs> <laughs> so i mean at the end of the day you just need to do what keeps you okay yeah, and there's no also I guess like this should be like tip number nine. Seven. Seven? Okay. I don't know what <laughs> we were on. It's been a long I've been awake since five, okay? So tip number seven. It is not a contest how many gigs you take compared to somebody else, all right? Or even if you get any. Yeah. Everybody is in a different situation. Everybody, you know, we're all in different places in our lives, in what we're doing, who we know, there's no contest. And there's it does, if you don't have any gigs this year, it doesn't mean you suck. It doesn't mean you suck at all. I've had times where I've had no gigs. Guess what? I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. playing. I'm still, a, I'm still a good musician. Look at me. It does not matter. Yeah. It took me till after grad school to actually get on the gig miss train. I think for me, it wasn't until I, I had a few gigs when I was in undergrad, like a few, very few, mm-hmm. not a lot. And it was really more, I was referred from being in music school to like the Georgia Symphony because we had our orchestra director was director there. And I know that he would refer students and I subbed in like maybe twice. It was a great experience, but I knew that I got referred because I went to school there. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I think the only other time I ever did anything was I knew my flute teacher in high school and I did a gig with her Mm -hmm. one time one time for a Christmas service and it was great they just needed an extra player and I joined in it was a great time it was only because I knew that she was my flute teacher she knew I could do this and we did it together other times I just played with my church because I was in the church choir I sang I already knew I was going to be doing something on Christmas Eve and that was it that was my gig Mm -hmm. I played everything sang everything (laughs) And you know what? I got snacks in the mo- in between, and it was fine for me because they would never pay me anyway because I was basically there. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're taking advantage of you, Catherine. I mean, it's fine. I don't care. But you knew it, it's and you were okay stuff. with it. Mm. I was okay with it. I didn't care. But, I yeah, I didn't get really this gig miss stuff until I moved to Denver. And, again, a lot of it was me being referred because I was in school, and I don't know if this happens at other music schools, but I know that ours would always get emails requesting instrumentalists or vocalists for certain events. Yeah, it happened at my grad school, too. Yeah, and so I just got referred a lot, and I would happen to be in town because I never went home. (laughs) Me and Woody just worked during the holidays because nobody else wants to, so we just worked. Well, you're also a musician, so. Well, I think it's just I'd rather take a vacation during the non-holiday times to not deal with, you know, standing in TSA for. 17 hours. Yeah, not my not my cup of tea, and I don't like crowded airports. It's not a fun time. Yeah, so and it's expensive no to you. travel during the holidays too. It is. If and I I have to fly home. It's not fun unless I want to drive, and I could drive, but also I don't feel like driving if there's a blizzard. That's not my ideal time of a drive. Isn't it like twenty four hours to Colorado? I'm not driving straight there. I'm gonna take some. I'm gonna take a nap or something. <laughs> But yeah, it's not a contest about like who gets, I had this many gigs or how many people you see getting all these gigs if you get one or none. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't really matter because we're all still going to be here. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. And there might be another opportunity that will arise that will be better. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I keep getting asked for gigs that I can't do because I've already committed to other things. So there are, there are no shortage of gigs mm-hmm. out there. And if you don't get asked, network. And you know what? There's always network. next year. Yeah, there's always next year. There's no shortage of Christmas stuff. Gigmas. Enjoy your holiday. Like, seriously. Y'all have a, have a time. good gigmas. Because I guess this is airing right in the middle of gigmas. And I guess this is our second to last episode before our little holiday hiatus. So Yeah, because we need to take a break as well. Because this year has been... A shit show. Yes. Yes, yeah. it has been, actually. We started a podcast in the middle of uh, that, too. We did. But, hey, we're doing pretty well. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at us. <laughs> but we do need a break, so we love you. But we love ourselves more, so thank you. No shame. <laughs> well, y'all have a very merry gigmas, or if you're not a musician, you know, happy fucking holidays. <laughs> ending there. Bye!